0: Hello, friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the PMDD podcast, and my name is Adriana. I am not a medical health expert. I am warning listeners that there may be sensitive topics surrounding mental health and health procedures. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. We have a special episode today because I am not only interviewing one person, I'm interviewing two. So I'm really excited about this. Um, our, one of our guests we've already had on, so that's Mandy. Um, and so if we we had her on episode 25. So if you want to go back to that episode and have a listen, it's super, super interesting. And there's so much um knowledge and wisdom on there. Um, Mandy, hello. How are you? Hello, glad to be back. Yes, I'm super excited to have to have you back as well. So after our recording, Mandy actually approached me and said, Hey, how about we actually have one of my clients come on um, and the three of us sort of have a chat and so we can explain um, what the journey has been for her. So Catherine, welcome. Thank you so much.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yes. All right. Let's dive straight in. So um, in case you haven't listened to episode 25, Mandy, do you want to just give us a brief intro into all the magical things that you do?
2: Sure. I am a registered dietitian by trade and then have a bunch of, uh, years of training in, um, integrative and functional, um, nutrition therapy. So I work more in the holistic space and have just decided to specialize in, in PMDD and really work and support others with PMDD, um, due to my, my own journey. Um, you know, gosh, back in college over 15 years ago now, um, and I share a little bit more about my story on episode 25, but yeah, now this is, this is what I do, um, Supporting clients like like Catherine. And so really it's a a root cause holistic approach. Um, Oftentimes, as we talked about in that last episode, data driven and and bringing in lots of of science in for like a full mind body approach.
0: Mm, I really love the fact that you just mentioned the root cause, because what I'm seeing so much um, in this sort of area is there's just a lot of band aid. Um, band-aiding going on and it's so important to to find that root cause so I'm glad you mentioned that and I feel like we're going to be touching upon this later on in this show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Catherine it's over to you I would love for you to share um, a bit of a part of your story please. Yeah thank you so much
1: I, um, I kind of came on to well I found Mandy I discovered Mandy because I was felt like I had hit my with end in terms of a lot of band-aid approaches to these health, you know, health issues I was um, experiencing, and I couldn't quite find the root cause. All of these doctors I was seeing um, at the time were um, not doing the testing, the deep sort of testing that I wanted to find the data. Um, And it had a lot to do with my hormones. So I was experiencing all those PMDD Kind of symptoms, um, you know, horrible cramping, irregularity in my periods, things like that, um, and mood disorders as well as affecting my mood. Lots of anxiety, depression, and um, I, I was about to become a, a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the process of adopting our my child, my daughter. So I knew that I needed to get all these health conditions squared away so that I could devote my entire energy to a new being, you know. Um, so I needed to take control of my health and get better, uh, a better idea of how to manage my symptoms.
0: Had, had you had these symptoms right from the beginning, from when you started um, your periods? No. So I
1: had very regular periods and, you know, some sort of PMS symptoms, but nothing like the PMDD I was experiencing until college. In college, I had an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. um, And that is what started this ripple effect of health issues that, you know, lasted basically this, you know, 15 years as well um, since I've been in college. So, you know, when I was 18, starting with a lot of restrictive eating behavior, over-exercising that had a huge impact on my body. Mm. And it took me a long time to recover and to be kind of in, in what I call recovery now, um, where I don't have those behaviors anymore. But what I didn't realize was even after I've recovered and I've, you know, my weight is normal and I'm healthy. Um, My blood work is normal, all of that. I was still, I think I had really messed up my hormones along Mm. the way and done some real damage to my metabolism and that kind of thing. And so nutrition wise, that's why I thought, I thought, you know, it would be perfect to seek out someone like Mandy who has the connection between the nutrition part the integrative part, the whole body health um, and trying to figure out sort of backtrack to when I was 18 and figure out where did this, where do these PMDD symptoms, you know, start it, certainly with the eating disorder
2: for sure.
0: Mm, so, and so just give me a time frame as well. So how long, sort of had you so it was from 18 until for how long sort of were were you battling sort of the the eating disorder and then sort of coming through?
1: Sure. So I was diagnosed with anorexia at at 18 and I would say I was fully recovered by 28. So really a decade of behavior restricted behaviors um, and under being underweight. Um, And that definitely, that decade took a serious toll on my health, even though, you know, I was never hospitalized, but I, it was that slow sort of degrading of my body over time. And that led to, like I said, a ripple effect of adrenal issues, um, lots of functional issues. So, and the hormone piece, I didn't think I would ever. Come back from that. So at 28 was when I really started seeking any um, solution, starting with birth control pills. I thought if I could just be on birth control and not have a period, we'll just avoid the whole topic altogether. Um, obviously, that was a band aid that did not work and caused other issues to compound it. So then it was about. Coming off of birth control, let's get back to um, kind of find my base and and go from there in terms of fixing my hormones from the inside out.
0: Right, and do you mind if I ask what type of birth control you were, you were on?
1: Sure. So I was on a few different ones. Some were, were generic, and the one I was on for the longest was called Low loestrin FE. I don't know if you have that there. It's um supposedly the lowest dose progesterone pill. Um, So it's almost like a micro dose of of birth control. It's the only one on the market, extremely expensive here in the States. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did help a lot with certain symptoms, Mm -hmm. but after a year, it started to cause a lot of different, symptoms, mood changes, digestive gut health issues. So I was kind of just substituting one problem for another.
0: Right. The reason why I asked, because I was just put on one pill and then (laughs) just sort of stuck to that one for maybe eight, nine years. I don't, I don't really remember changing or anything. So now when I, when I speak to people, I'm like, there are just so many and i i just can't even wrap my head around how many different pills and everything there are and so and and you know there are so many people the women that are swapping and changing and everything and i just yeah it just it just it just mind blows me so thank you for for sharing that part so um so explain what happened when we when we met Mandy <laughs> yeah yeah so i had
1: been kind of bouncing from one doctor to another, trying to find out, you know, I knew something was wrong, but because of the eating disorder and because of my history with myself, I guess, Mm -hmm. I sort of had this, I'll call it like a detachment. We talked about, I talked about this with Mandy too, from my own health, a detachment from my body kind of in terms of, you know, for 10 years, I didn't want to be in my body. I didn't like my body. I tried to separate my mind from my body. Um, And coming back and recovering at 28 was, you know, I had to kind of reconnect my mind and my body together. And it was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was so out of touch with my body that I didn't know what was normal. I was like, you know, is this pain normal? Is this headache normal? Is this gut health normal? Um and so it was hard for me to kind of pinpoint exactly what my symptoms were and what was wrong. I almost needed that's why I really like the data driven approach of Mandy. And that's why when I I kind of found her that way was um I think on her website she talked about, you know, running blood tests and things that give data um, to kind of validate what was going on. Because for me, a lot of the doctors I was seeing were trying different supplements or prescriptions and then saying, well, how do you feel? And I was like, well, I'm not sure because I'm so kind of not used to being in touch with my my body and my symptoms of thing, you know, feeling normal, I guess. Mm.
0: Mandy, do you want to sort of maybe go into a little bit more about there yeah, from your perspective of how you sort of approached um, Catherine when you first sort of met?
2: So part of the reason I had, I had invited Catherine and asked if she wanted to share her story is because I think there's two really unique components to it. and And this is one of them as far as you know, this history of disordered eating. And I have a lot of times, you know, people will come and it might be either restrictive patterns or binge eating patterns or kind of back and forth. And there's so much shame that can come with it. And, um, I think it's fairly common with PMDD because of the symptoms that present and the brain chemistry. And so, um, you know, this detachment, um, I think is really important, especially like everyone on social media is talking about intuitive eating. um, And I'm a huge proponent of that. And at the same time, I find that people sometimes ask, well, like, what if I can't trust my intuition? And then like, they're trying to do something good for themselves and then feel shame because it's, it's hard when there's either a disconnect from kind of the the body mind, um, or there's dysregulation hormonally or how blood sugar is balanced, those sorts of things where, um, your, your body kind of plays tricks on you as far as your appetite regulation and those sorts of things. So I think um, her story is really unique as far as, you know, that component that um, hopefully a lot of people can relate to and feel hope from. Um, and then the other piece, uh, you know, you had shared at the beginning about um, wanting to become a mother. And um, that's another thing. I just I just wanted to come back to that because um, I've, you know, seen messages from people or had clients, you know, put on, you know, their intake forms around, you know, I, I feel fearful about becoming a mother. It's something I really want because of how severe the PMBD symptoms are. And, you know, just for you to share your story of like, you've just adopted this beautiful baby, it just like, just warms my heart. And I wanted you to um, get it out there for anyone who may need to hear that. Um, But at any rate, back to the the process we followed. Um, And so, you know, when we first started together, it was a lot of listening on my part, I would say. So Catherine had tried a lot of different things and seen a lot of different doctors. And so we looked at which pieces helped her, Um, you know, there was some improvement in, um, you know, and Catherine, correct me if I'm wrong, but improvement in some of your anxiety and sleep Mm -hmm. symptoms. And then there were other areas that were really stubborn that were maybe like temporarily addressed or partially addressed. And so we, you know, kind of went through that full history as far as, you know, everything she could share, just like gathering all this information. And that really kind of set us on our path to say, okay, you know, the the digestive health stuff has never fully improved. Let's look at how that connects to your mood. Um, You know, in the, in the past, and maybe, you know, Catherine, you want to speak to this. She had seen another nutritionist um, where um, you were on a, a lower carb diet, high protein, and it worked up to up until a point, but then we were questioning, well, has this, what once helped you no longer helping you and and impacting your mood and exacerbating PMDD and anxiety and insomnia. Um, I don't know. I might pause there. And maybe you want to comment on like your diet when we first started, which was actually pretty darn good, by the way. Um, But, you know, just kind of your, your thoughts on, on that and that history.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that um, my diet when I kind of came to you was it was high protein and low carb. And I can't remember if, you know, I put myself on that because I felt better or if that was my, you know, um, doctor at the time. It was a little bit of both. It felt very restrictive though. And it was triggering to me because I had been through recovery and I didn't want to cut entire food groups out of my diet anymore. Um, and so I was like, there has to be a better balance mm-hmm. um, where I can incorporate carbs, and but maybe not. I mean, what we found out kind of, and I'm jumping ahead a little, is the gluten piece for me. Um, I never would have found that if we hadn't done these GI map testing, you know, tests. Um, the, my previous doctor thought there's probably something wrong with your liver. Let's just give you a bunch of supplements and then check in and see how you feel. And again, I was like, well, I, I don't know if I feel better. I kind of do, but I don't know if that's placebo effect or just where I'm at mood wise now. So um, I preferred to have some tests to back it up, some numbers, something that we could look at. And with the GI map testing that um, we did with, that I did with Mandy it showed, you know, and Manny, you can confirm these things because I'm not, uh, I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to word this right or anything, but level, certain levels of, you know, antibodies in my system were high, like I was reacting to gluten. Um, and I never would have found that out. I have been eating gluten my whole life. Um, so it was interesting to see that maybe I don't need to cut all carbs out it's just switching from, you know, different carbohydrates, not based on gluten. Um, and that way I can, I don't know, it seemed to open up a sort of relief of, oh, I can eat, you know, things I can eat the pizza and the donuts and, you know, just the right kinds of, you know, flour, <laughs> the right kinds of things in there. So
2: that's, yeah. And, and it, it, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and your test results were so interesting because we had started on this path of questioning, um, is the low carb approach right for you? And you know, there are many people that it does work super well for. But with your symptoms of you know the insomnia coming in, um, a lot of the symptoms of like the adrenal stress, just this chronic stress response, really made me question: is is this now no longer serving you well? And and for many reasons, so it can affect kind of the you know your ability to bring down those stress hormones at night and sleep. Um, and what we found on the stool test beyond the glucose. Um, Pieces as the very low levels of healthy intestinal bacteria, and those are needed to produce like the calming brain chemicals like GABA, which there's a lot of research involved um, with that, along with serotonin related to PMDD. And so my thought is, you know, we just saw kind of low levels of bacteria across the board, and, and actually in the past, um, Catherine had been treated for you know overgrowth of bacteria. And here she had, you know, a completely different issue. It was like, you know, they kept barking up the same tree, and I'm like, nope. We actually need to liberalize your diet get more um, of, you know, these fermentable fibers from different types of carbohydrates, um, different types of uh, vegetables and fibers and such, um, and to feed your good gut bacteria so they can produce these brain chemicals and these nutrients. And there's no, um, you know, supplements have their place, but there's no supplements that are going to replace your body's internal production. You have to get that that up. So I think that was huge. And then, um, and maybe Catherine, you can touch on, I, I feel like it gave you the confidence um, and um, ability to say, oh, yes, I, I feel um, safe increasing, for example, my calories and my carbohydrate intake. Um, and actually, um, she had partnered with a, a a trainer who also took this approach of you know, less is more with us with exercise too to make sure that we were both liberalizing the diet, eating more and actually in her case, exercising less. And I feel like the combination of those two things along with kind of correcting the gut health stuff was when you like really like turned a corner and never looked back as far as your, your progress. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it was, um, you know, I feel like kind of on paper, I was recovered from my eating disorder. But in my head, I was still scared to incorporate those high starchy, you know, fibrous foods, even the healthy ones, the vegetables, the the fruits. Um, I was still scared to cut back on exercise. So I was kind of clinging to little bits of this disordered eating. Um, and when I found it wasn't serving me, you know, it was harming my gut health, which was in turn impacting my hormones, causing these very painful periods or missed periods, irregular periods. Um, that's when I knew we needed to get to the, the root cause, which was this gut health piece, incorporating more prebiotic kind of fiber, getting the, um, you know, probiotics back as well. And, um, repairing kind of the lining gut lining really. And then, um, dialing back the exercise was a huge piece because that was throwing my hormones off way, way, you know, just this over exercise, cardio, cardio, cardio. And, uh, everyone says it's good for your mood. It's good for endorphins. It's, you know, great for sleep. And, it's this mentality of the more, the better. Well, if it's good, then more of it must be better. And it's so not the case. It's, you know, when I started to focus on building some muscle and kind of slowing things down and being more mindful um, that again, like Nanny said is when we really started to turn a corner and um, the sleep piece fell into place. My cortisol levels, I think came down. All of that really, um, benefiting my, my cycle as well.
2: I'm just remembering how many supplements you were on for sleep. <laughs> and we were like, you know, we should not have to be on that many supplements that just many. to sleep. Let's figure out why. <laughs> yes. And now I have none, you know, I take none. really. And now you have your baby waking you up though. <laughs> That's
1: exactly right. Now I've never been so tired that I fall asleep so easily now. So <laughs>
0: It's so easy to get into that supplement sort of trap. It's so like it can quickly happen, right? It's just suddenly it's like, I'll take this one and take this one. Then you hear from somebody, oh, do this one, do this one. And suddenly, you know, there's been so many times over the past couple of years, well, you know, it's almost like um, I'm on autopilot. I go straight in in the morning and I'm there opening like five different bottles And, and, and then, you know, and then I'm like, right, I've got to have this one before I ate this one during my meal and this one after my meal. And then suddenly I get to a point, I'm like, hang on a second. Like, how do you know which one is actually working? It's a (laughs) full-time job to manage the supplements
1: really. And then I got to carry them with me. Like we had to travel a bunch. And so I'm, I'm bringing like five pounds of bottles of pills, you know, it's, I'm like this has to be simplified, and that was another big motivator for me. Was I knew with the baby coming, my life's about to get much more complicated, and streamlining the supplements as much as possible Mm. is a necessity for me Um, because I'm going to be, you know, brain fog. I'm going to be. I can't keep track of all the pills and the timing, and so if I can start with nutrition as my the base of my health, Mm. then I don't need as many supplements. I don't need to, you know, be on all these pills. And that was a big motivator, like I said, for me.
0: Mm, and I, I think I can relate to you as well. It was when I, because I I, I found a lot of candida. There was four different types of candida and some sort of bacterial growth as well. When I, That was my last missing piece. I was already doing the mindfulness, the exercise, but then when I when I completely overhauled my diet, um, that's when PMDD symptoms were free. My endometriosis, like the pain, went as well, and it was just this, like, whoa. So, Mandy, can you explain, like, why is it, like, what's the link to gut health and and all these symptoms?
2: Yeah, huge, huge link. And there's even um, a research study around um, PMDD and gut health. And there's something called uh, lipopolysaccharide. So these toxins that kind of some of the bad bacteria can release and that can drive a lot of inflammation and that inflammation, not just um, impacts the body, it impacts the brain. Um, and in Catherine's case, it was the low levels of bacteria. So there's, if, if anyone's heard about the gut brain connection or the gut being called the second brain um, you are, our, our gut and our brain communicate via this super highway nerve called the vagus nerve and it sends messages in both directions. So um, for example, you know, for me as a child, I would have a a violin recital and I would maybe throw up or have a a gut reaction, literally, Um, that nervousness would come out in that way. And the same thing, if we have disruption in the gut, it travels back to the brain and sends that message and uh, directly influences mood. Um, and even to comment on the endometriosis specifically, um, there's a lot of information out there around the immune involvement and gut involvement with that as well. And, um, you know, I've done similar, like kind of stool analysis tests, like Catherine had on clients with endometriosis, and sure enough, there's a major, major disruption. Um, too many of the bad guys, not enough of the good guys, going on, um, and kind of creates this perfect inflammatory um, response that impacts our, our brain chemistry. Um, and Catherine, by the way, I just I just counted how many supplements I, we took you off when we started. I opened up your like original plan. We took you off of seven things. <laughs> You had been taking, um, and and I should comment too. Like supplements are powerful and they have an impact, and they're a part of almost every plan when I work with someone. But we got to make sure they make sense, right, and that they're doing something for you and have a strategy. So yeah, I, that was kind of fun to look back how many things we took you off right in the beginning.
1: I love it, and making it more manageable too. I mean, part of I feel like at one point it was causing me more stress. You know, we were trying to be de stress for me. And managing the supplements was, was more stress. So it was, you know, counterproductive for sure. At one point.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've just sort of made a connection with where I'm at in my journey. And my last period, I had no pain, which meant no drugs. Um, And I literally had just taken myself off a whole lot of supplements that somehow ended up back in my life. (laughs) I went and saw. I went and saw um, my naturopath, and he was like, "Why are you taking all those things?" And I was like, "I don't know because you know I'm trying to keep my immunity up at the moment because of this whole COVID thing and blah blah blah." He's like, "No no no no, let's just keep you on this this and that's it and no pain. Like it's just it, it's amazing just that gut." connection right what we're actually consuming um, and i also really love the fact that we've spoken about the exercise about the less is more um i and i think that and Mandy, maybe you can just confirm this this is why it's so important and you did touch upon this earlier like some diets do work for some people some mm-hmm. supplements work for some some others and some exercises work for certain people but this is why we have to this is why we have to sort of have a unique approach I would say in terms of um each because everybody's everybody is different literally everybody um and we have to look at everybody differently is that right Mandy
2: yes for sure and the same thing goes with with exercise and Um, What we initially did with, with her plan is we looked at um, kind of her, her energy levels throughout the cycle, how she was responding to different phases of her cycle and wrote out essentially some requests and suggestions for her, for her trainer to design her workouts. And so, you know, for example, in the the first phase of follicular phase where there's more robust energy, mood is great that's where, um, you know, we focused on having her do like heavier lifting, like get the weights out workout, um, to whatever intensity feels intuitively best to you, um, really hit it and then kind of back off the rest of the cycle. Um, and, you know, we kept, for example, cardio, you know, really short, more interval training, and then, um, you know, completely, you know, gentle approach before the, the cycle was our goal. Um, and, and her trainer was great about kind of, um, helping support her and, in, in um, tapering back a little bit. And I, you know, and Catherine, you can speak to, I, I don't think you lost any strength. You actually were great, gaining more strength and feeling better. And so it, you know, less exercise actually benefited you quite a bit.
1: It, absolutely. It, um, the first thing I noticed was in my sleep, you know, immediately I could sleep much better and my stress was l- much low, lower, um, and over, it's been about six months now working with the trainer, and I've, you know, my weight really hasn't fluctuated, but my muscle mass has grown quite a bit, um, and that has made all the difference because I'm, I don't know, it's, it just feels so much more like I can breathe a sigh of relief. I don't have to worry about exercise. It's, I think, really regulated my hormone production. Um, kind of putting on a little weight, a little bit of muscle, a little bit of fat um, has made all the difference and um, letting myself, you know, allowing myself to take breaks to realize that I'm going to be very tired in the week or two before my period and let's just lean into it. Let's not stress ourselves out, take that time off to walk or do something different. Um so that was a big eye opening kind of click you know for me. Um and and really even working with Mandy to identify the different phases of my cycle. I kind of had an idea but now you know we work together to chart um I take my basal body temperature every morning. And so now I can tell the day I ovulate, the day I'm going to get my period. And it's it's awesome because it prepares me. I'm like, oh, this is why I'm feeling this way, or you know, preparing me for feeling maybe a little more irritable before my period. And I don't know. That's helped too. Just identifying the the phases has helped me to realize that um, the things I'm experiencing are normal. Um, they've certainly lessened the symptoms. Obviously, you know, much less pain. Um, but everything kind of correlates too. Um, and connecting those dots has been very helpful.
0: What I find really interesting, um, and it sounds like it's happened to you as well, is that when once we get to this stage where we've sort of, and I, I, I'm, you know, when I'll call it managing our symptoms, when we get to that point where we feel we we feel like we're on top of things, and we're but, and we spoke about this a little bit at the start, like we just got that intuition. Like when you, I, I and you did mention at the start, Catherine, that you felt so disconnected with your body. Um, so, do you want to just talk about how connected you feel now? Because I don't, like, I was saying this to a friend. Um, um the other day, it's like I it's almost like there are parts of my cycle where like I really feel the different phases. And I, I like to call them in seasons, you know, winter, <laughs> spring, summer. And there's and I'm finding I'm finding that I even read more in certain times and there's other times where well, I've got this beautiful, like there's a book that I'm, I'm It's so enjoying reading, but then there'll be parts of the cycle. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm done with reading. I want to go out and hug people or <laughs> I want to be around people. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I come back to my book and then I'll just read solidly for like a week. <laughs> Are you finding that as well, that you're just so more intuitive? In tune. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a,
1: it is a wild connection now and it's, you know, unfamiliar really to me. Um, but I can see it. I mean, my, like, I was noticing the other day that my skin looks like my wrinkles are gone and I'm, you know, it's obviously it's not, I'm not doing anything different. They're still there really, but it's because I'm in this, like the middle of my cycle and that's when my skin is like glowing and I'm like, Oh wow. You know, I know like to the day when things are going to happen. I don't know. It does. It's this, it's funny because even if I still experience the symptoms, i maybe some cramping, some headaches, because I know exactly where I am in my cycle. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what's supposed to be happening. And it's so validating. It's so, I'm like, this is healthy. This is normal. I'm, I don't know. It's, it's a good feeling. Um, I know exactly when I'm going to need to back off my workouts. Like I said, I know exactly when, this is a weird one, I crave, the week before my period, I crave diet soda for some reason, like only diet, any diet soda. It's like, it's a weird, it's not the caffeine, it's terrible probably, you know, it's like the bad sugar, but sucralose or whatever, but I'm like, oh wow, I really want a Diet Coke right now and I never drink that, you know, I never drink it normally. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my period next week. Like it's just these weird little th- quirks that now are kind of a fun, you know, part of life, I guess.
2: Well, and what I what I observe now too of you, Catherine, is that you now can lean into that um, with, with more curiosity and less judgment of yourself. Um, and even as, you know, we've talked about you know, some grounding techniques and like ways to release stress and kind of come back to yourself, come back to your body, um, all throughout the month, but like, even practicing those and practicing those, having that connection, I think is helping you whenever stress pops up or cycle, you know, symptoms. And, um, you just, I just sense this like kind of gracefulness now that you're going to move through through things. Even if you go in anticipating, Oh, I'm really worried about this stressor and I'm not sure what's going to happen. Then you're like, Oh, it actually went pretty well. I, I handled that really well, and I'm just seeing that you have more and more trust in yourself, um, that you have that resilience, and um, and that you know what to do, which has really been awesome to see.
1: Yeah, thank you. I I do feel like I'm much more able to go with the flow. Um, and before it was kind of black and white. I had to be in control. I needed, you know, it was either tons of stress or none at all. And I couldn't really um find this good balance, this middle ground. Um and being a mom is that's a huge part of of things is you really don't have a lot of control. You kind of have to um take things day by day. Things change so often. Um, And so being more resilient is something that I really needed to work on. Um, And so being self-aware was the biggest thing for me. So if I don't know what's going on, that's when I'm stressed. That's when I'm worried. If I have all the data, the information, then even if things don't change, um, at least I'm aware and I, I know how to cope. Um, so it's about adjusting my reaction to things rather than adjusting the things themselves sometimes.
0: What I think I've really enjoyed out of this episode is that we have, even though we, you know, Mandy, you are a dietitian, we haven't just spoken about the diet. You know, we've gone into it, like we've looked at this um, journey of yours, Catherine, at a completely holistic um, a viewpoint because, and I think that's so, so important for, I mean, and I can relate to this as well for my journey. It wasn't just one thing. It was a whole lot of things. And I had to go onto this, like I had to, it was an, an investigation, you know, I, and, and this journey of trying all different things that would work for me. But then once you get through all of that, once you transform and you get to the other side, you know, it's, it, it then becomes such a more, I don't know. I I just find like now I've just got such more of an appreciation of my menstrual cycle. (laughs) And I can look at it uh, with seeing it as such more of a gift. And I think I've said this in past episodes. It's like, and for somebody that's in sort of the thick of PMDD right now, where they're listening and they're like, a gift? What what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, this is not a gift. This is a curse. But once you transform and you get to the other side, you really see there is such beauty and power because now I see that in different phases of my cycle, I'm really creative or I'm really driven and I'm really this and then sometimes I'm like and then I I, I go inwards, etc. But I, I find it there's just so much power in knowing that. So, Catherine, maybe for anyone that's listening um, out there that's in the thick of it now, do you maybe just want to share um yeah, just a bit like some, some hope, I think. (laughs) Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, I was in the thick of it just eight months ago, you know, this has been, and it was for years from 28, age 28 to age 33, you know, five years of kind of being in the thick of it. And then in just eight months, once I found the right doctor, the right, you know, once I found Mandy, once I found a trainer, people that were willing to investigate. Cause I did, I felt like a sleuth and I was trying to dig up all this information on the internet of what could be wrong with me, which obviously is, we all know is a downward spiral for sure. A black hole. Um, but once I found professionals who were willing to go with me and lead me, um, and kind of guide me and reconnect me with my body, um, that what made all the difference, and working layer by layer to kind of peel back this onion and and find that root cause. Um, that's really all it takes. I, I mean, that sounds so simplified, and it is a lot of work, and it took a lot of um, determination. It took a lot of time. Um, in terms of, you know, we were meeting weekly. Um, if not more often Mandy and I, so it did it, it was intensive. Um, but it can, you can absolutely turn your health around, turn your life around, um, when it comes to PMDD and find relief. Um, and now, you know, here I am, I never, ever, ever thought that I would be virtually symptom free, or if not, you know, when I get this sort of symptoms, I know exactly why it's because I've been eating tons of gluten when I should be avoiding it. It's because I've been eating, you know, snacks instead of meals, things like that. I've been over whatever, under exercising, things like that. Um, I'm again, it's that self-awareness. So now I've identified these things. I never thought I'd be able to say that. Um, and and be the best mom I can be. Now I'm able to spend this time, you know, take time off weeks off working out because I want to spend time with my baby instead of, you know, kind of prioritizing. I never thought I'd be able to do that. So it's really an amazing thing. Um, and that I'm so grateful for
0: grateful for my health really. Oh, I love this! I love this so much, um, Mandy, I, I, I want to throw it to you because something that you, Catherine, just spoke about is that this this wording "symptom free," um, and I think I want to be careful the way that I say this because, you know, on websites, on groups, etc., we're seeing a lot that this is an incurable condition, and I mean. I certainly had PMDD. <laughs> I had it's a it's a past thing for me. I wholeheartedly believe that I am symptom free now, and I don't get me wrong. I still have PMS. <laughs> I can still feel the phases and everything. But seeing as though Mandy that you are a practitioner, you're seeing people get symptom free, right?
2: Yeah, and and I I experienced that myself for. For years and years with, with no symptoms, you know, my cycle would arrive, you know, and that's where, again, normalizing, yes, did I want to take some naps and lay in bed and watch Netflix? But I was able to embrace that and, and just give, you know, listen to that signal to rest. And in my clients getting to that place where, um, you know, symptom-free, virtual, virtually symptom-free, and for both myself and and people like Catherine, this sense of like, oh, when something's a little bit off, it's just a clue, right? Of like, oh, I shifted this and this and this, um, and now I know what to go back to, going back to that that home base, that foundation of I kind of, you know, as I wrap up with the client after our work is complete and like we're transitioning so they can fly free and and kind of on their own. Like we want to consider like, what are those pillars that keep you feeling like you, Um, you know, for some people, it's the foundational things, you know, their, their nutritional balance, um, some core supplements, their sleep patterns, um, you know, maintaining a a relationship with a therapist, you know, there's so many different things. Um, And then, you know, kind of like in, in Catherine's example, we dug deep, we got to that root cause. And and came back to kind of simplify. Um, so it's easy to maintain. And I think that's the important piece is can the progress be maintained and sustained? Like if you're making habit changes, are these things that you can do for the next 10 years and maintain that? And if we get out of balance, just, you know, for example, me, like anyone else, I worked way too much this week and I'm really, really tired. And I think I, you know, my period would, oh, and actually I got my period back last time I was on. I wasn't, I didn't have my period because of breastfeeding. I had my first period back. Um, And, but, you know, I, I think I know that now this week I need some extra time to rest, take some naps, um, with my kids this weekend and, um, set myself up to have a, a good next period. Um, and so, yes, I absolutely see people get there and it's, um, both addressing the underlying biological, physiological causes, um, calming and soothing the nervous system. And then also sometimes the, the mindset belief piece around it. Um, and, and uh, um, so I, I always love when my clients are working with a therapist at a same at the same time, that's like my dream situation that they have that support too. And then they're really getting that support system in place.
0: Yes. I love that. Thank you so much, because I, I truly believe that we can, that we can get there, but just like how, um, Catherine has shared it's tough <laughs> it's hard work and um, I, I mean for me um, not only was supp- supplement taking a full-time job but the whole thing was just it was it was a full-time full-time job but it's such a beautiful space to get to when you don't really have to think about it anymore it just becomes second nature. this beautiful transfer you, you've transformed through to the other side um, and you can just appreciate the the cycle, the ups, the downs of it, and more more so exactly how you say it, just flow through it, Catherine, wow. I believe you said you just flow through it now. And we always have to remember as well that we're human, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It
1: can feel so overwhelming. When I was in the thick of it, I felt so overwhelmed because I didn't know what was going to hit me next. I didn't know if tomorrow I was going to have cramps or have to stay in bed all day or be so depressed that I couldn't function. You know, I didn't, I couldn't predict anything. Um, Working with Mandy and she really got me on this, you know, taking my basal temperature every day and charting it using kind of an app to chart it. And now I know what to expect and I can devote so much more attention to living my life instead of, and letting this just kind of play out in the background. You know, now my cycle is regular and it, again, it goes through the ups and downs, but I kind of flow with it instead of resisting against it. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing really.
2: That's why I'm happy to welcome my period back. (laughs) You know, I just, like you guys were talking about, um, uh, that power that's, that's in it. Right. Like I, um, I feel that like burst of creative energy and then it kind of shifts to feeling more inward and task oriented. And so this like kind of coming back to yourself and then going out, um, and then, you know, resting and then doing it over again, I think is, um, you know, I was like, Oh, I kind of missed that, that flow and kind of like that. I'm, I'm, not always the same person every single day. And depending on who I, you know, how I'm showing up that day, um, really, I feel like benefits and hopefully brings different types of energy to support my clients, different types of energy as a mother, and then different, you know, things for myself, as far as what I'm reflecting on, um, and so yeah, I think it's when you get to that point, it the cycle can be a beautiful thing. But like you said, that can be hard to believe when you're in the thick of it and, and the symptoms are are so severe.
1: Yeah. I never thought I would want to experience um the ups and downs of my cycle. Um, but now that I do, I'm so it's so much better than feeling numb, which is kind of how I felt, certainly on birth control. Um you know, just, I, I wasn't really feeling anything. Um, now I'd much rather experience, um, my cycle,
0: which again, is
1: something I never thought I would say, <laughs> but here we are.
0: <laughs> and well, I, I would like to finish off by saying, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, you know, being vulnerable and sharing your story and congratulations <laughs> for doing it, but also so congratulations for being a mom. Like, and to have, you know, and what a beautiful I've just got really I just got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> the fact that you know that you were like, I want to be a mum, but I need to get I need to do all these things before I get there. And you have, and now you can truly, truly um enjoy this mama hood experience. So well done you, well done you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so grateful
1: to, you know, be able to share this and hope that even if there's one person out there that it resonates with, that they can know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just so grateful that I'm able to eventually set maybe a good example for my daughter Um that if she experiences these issues, you know, I'll be able to offer maybe some advice. Um, So it's a, it's a cool connection to have. And I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, that's, that's so beautiful. And Mandy, once again, thank you so much for, for coming on and suggesting that we do um, this type of an episode. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you. And um, once again if people do want to get in touch with you mandy how how can they do so yes
2: uh, my website is revealfunctionalnutrition.com or you can just search pmdd dietitian and i'll probably show up on your google page um and then Most of the time I'm on Instagram, I'm consistently inconsistent on purpose. um, And that's (laughs) PMDD.dietitian. So feel free to reach out and you can check out. I have some workshops posted, some free resources, um, getting into blogging to share some kind of research and articles. So I'd love to hear from your listeners.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you both for coming on. It's been truly a pleasure. And yeah, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please ensure that you like, subscribe, follow, or whatever it is that you need to do to keep up to date with new episodes on your podcast listening platform. If you would like to get in touch with me, please email me at thepmddpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure that you follow our new home on Instagram, which is at the underscore PMDD podcast. Thank you so much again. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Much love.